first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eater's Digest, a show about all things food and dining. My name is Daniel Janine. I am a producer at Eater.com. My co-host, Amanda Clute, is away this week. And on the show, I am talking to Chef Toriano Gordon. He is the man behind an Oakland sensation called Vegan Mob. I kind of found out about them a few months ago. Uh, He opened his first restaurant like a little over a year ago, and it has been such a success. They're already expanding. Um, it is a huge social media sensation. If you haven't seen it, check out Official Vegan Mob on Instagram. Uh, you will not be disappointed. But Toriano is super fun. He started his career as a rapper, did some things in food, did some things in music, and uh, now has this incredible brand that he is running and is just exploding. So I talked to him about how he got into the position that he is in now, how he manages his marketing, how the brand has dealt with COVID-19. As always, if you like the show, please remember to send it to a friend, pass it on, you know, that helps uh, give us five stars on the platforms. And uh, here is Toriano Gordon, Vegan Mob. Toriano Gordon, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. What's up, man? What's up? What's going on? In the present, in in right now, you have one of one of the, I, I guess, newest, most successful food businesses in the Oakland area, and you are expanding in the process of expanding to San Francisco, which is an enormous, crazy, wild market. And I know that's going to be a whole n- new set of. Uh, headaches and but I just wanted to I just wanted to rewind a little bit to get a sense of how you got into this position right now what what was your first kind of experience with uh with like food service and hospitality Ooh, my first experience was actually on the Starbucks count I don't know well I, I'll leave Starbucks out my first experience was uh was um well we'll go we'll we'll start from being a little kid, you know, um, being in my grandfather's restaurants, um, him owning the Ruler Peak and Napio Cafe, which are still both around. His uh, ex-wife still owns the Ruler Peak, and a friend of his still owns the Napio Cafe. Um, they were French cuisines. One is still a French cuisine and the other is now Italian. But um, I grew up in those restaurants. My my father, the, my dad that took care of me was my stepfather, not my biological father. Because my biological father has been in jail for um, going on 27 years. But um, my the one who, you know, raised me, um, my stepdad, he was French-Moroccan. And so um, mm-hmm. I believe I grew up around some of the best food 
that you can possibly eat. That's I know like French cuisine is some of the best food. And then I grew up in San Francisco, so I always love food. You know, I think we have some of the best cuisine in the world. And um, mm-hmm. I just always like had a passion for music and food. Like it's my favorite, my favorite thing. I love to rap and I love to cook. And so um, <laughs> I got into, um, went into culinary academy and it only lasts for like a month because I was still like dealing with addiction and being, and I was in, a, you know, living, um, I was young, so I was partying, I was, yeah. you know, um, in the streets. And when is this? How long ago? It's probably like 14 years ago. Probably around like, like I was like around twenty six, twenty seven. So back then, you 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 went into culinary school. Yeah, well, I tried to change my life basically because I was, I have a job, I was doing music, I was somewhat living like criminal, you know, criminal lifestyle, you know. So um, I was trying to change my life and and going and, and, and going to my passion, but San Francisco rent my addictions to you know negative lifestyle and kind of took me away from that. And so it didn't last too long. But I learned a little bit. Even in, the, even in that one month? Yeah, in that one month. Mostly like about stuff that I use now, like sanitation and, you know, <laughs> things like that, like the, a lot of the important things. But I'm sure at the time, those were the most boring classes you could have imagined. Oh, man, it was. But I got A's in those. I was like happy because I got, I was getting A's in, uh, yeah. and I wasn't, you know, I never got A's. And so I, that that showed that it was something that I was really interested in. But you dropped. I dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out. I ended up getting, yeah. um, you know, clean. I stopped drinking. I went through a program, and if straight out of the program, I met my sponsor. And this is crazy. My sponsor walked up to me and he said, "You look like a restaurant manager." Yeah. Well, in the program, we had to wear like suits and stuff. Like this is how we had to dress. So. I was like, what? I was like, man, I was like, that's crazy because someday I want to open my own restaurant. He said, I own a restaurant, you know, um, a taqueria. And so he hired me and I worked there as a cashier, but I always tried to get on the line and things, Yeah, which which was crazy because, you know, it was taqueria. So everybody there was Mexican and they're making Mexican food. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know what I mean? But they were hella cool. They, they taught me. They taught me, so I got. That's how I learned how to. I got the barbecue, at you know the um, barbecue burrito, and that's how I learned how to learn to, to roll burritos. <laughs> yeah, because at the taqueria, right? Yeah. They taught they taught me how to do it. And so it's a pretty specific thing to tell someone they look like a restaurant manager. That's crazy, right? I t- and I talked to him about that the other day. He said he remembers that, and he's like, "Man, I remember that. I remember telling you that." And I was like. I was like, man, that I was like, I never tripped off of it to mm-hmm. like now. Like that's 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 hella crazy to me. Like for you to just walk up and tell me that I look like a restaurant manager. But at that point, at that point, so you that I mean, what what is that like ten years ago? That was ten that was exactly ten years ago. So at that point, you still you you hadn't fully committed to restaurant life though, right? Like you were still involved with music? I was, but I, I was I was I was transitioning. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do at that point, I was just trying to change. I was really just trying to change. And I felt like music. Yeah. Still part of the old me. So I had to get away from that with the music I was doing. It, it was putting me in positions to be around certain things. You know what I mean? Like the streets and um, alcohol and stuff like that. So 
I wasn't strong enough to be around it again. So I was, I was moving away. Right. But I did, I did, I did start to do music again. And then I've released albums since then. I went to another place. I ended up working at another spot and I actually worked in, in being like a sous chef. So I learned that and I, I have no experience. And I walked in and I told him, this is my passion. Um, could I get a job? And he gave me a chance and I learned some cool things from him. After that, I kind of, I got, I got with my wife who I'm with right now and I kind of ignored the, um, the food thing as far right. as the profession. I just, I just will always cook at the house and, and these things. I, I ended up going back to school and, um, getting my BA. And then, um, my mother-in-law will always push like, you need a truck, you yeah. need this, you need that. Like we go, right. And I, and I, and I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. You know, like, yeah, later on, but I, I wasn't thinking about that. Right. So you got your BA and then you were, I mean, you were working around mm-hmm. Oakland, uh, but then at, at some point mm-hmm. you went, you went vegan, right? And this is before the truck happened. Yeah, I went vegan. I went vegan. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was in the master's program. I went vegan and I was working actually in Richmond, yeah. California um, with um, underserved kids, you know, um, teaching mindfulness. Like that's another passion yeah. of mine is helping the community, helping out kids because I went through, I had a, you know, a rough, I went through a rough life for a minute and it derived from my childhood. Right. You know? And so I ended up doing that. But as I was in, I was doing that program, the master's program, I was like, I just didn't feel right. Right. They had me do soul searching because it was a, um, it was a, um, a psychotherapy program. So I was going to become a therapist. Oh, awesome. Hip hop therapist. I was coming up with my own genre. You're like I'm going to be a celebrity hip hop therapist. To be so, it has to be special. You know what I mean? I was like, I gotta, it gotta be dope. Like I'm gotta be known. It gotta be something that where I can really make yeah. some, some change. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know, this, this, this program really not feeling right to me right now. You know what I mean? I just see a lot of people that look like me in there. Right. I was the only, I'm probably the only, like the second, probably second black person in the class and it wasn't a lot of men and I didn't really trip off that. I, I wanted to be like, maybe I can be this guy because I know the kids need more men. You know what I mean? But it just didn't feel right. And so sure. I said, what do I want to do? Like, what is my, what is my, what is my ultimate fun? What is my ultimate passion? And I said, you know what? I want to open a restaurant. I want to do music and I want to be on social media. Is it true that, uh, did you go? Did you go vegan originally or vegetarian because because of how because you were afraid of the twenty seventeen flu? I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I always change a bunch of stuff because of my uh uh uh, uh because of because of uh, my fear yeah. of health. Like like I said, like <laughs> I've been drinking these these smoothies and the and these uh and these yeah. wellness shots religiously. Because of that, so but then what it does is it changes my habits and it makes me a healthier person. So I, I I did. I got sick, like and I was like having a cold, sweats, and 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 I was like, this this mm-hmm. is crazy. Like I've never, I felt like I never never been that sick before, and so I was trying everything, and usually all my remedies work. But it it wasn't working, so I was like, "All right, I'm done." I'm like, "I'm not eating no more meat. I'm not eating no more cheese." <laughs> I first started with yeah. meat, 
and my wife uh, showed me what the health. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm yeah. not eating. I'm, I'm not I'm not eating no more cheese. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm done. And, and that's how it happened. That's how it happened. And I believe if I didn't go if, if I didn't go vegan, this one, uh, this wouldn't be here. The original uh, iteration of a vegan mob was mm-hmm. you were just yep. taking orders through Instagram, right? And dropping food off to people. You know, I would post, I would post pictures of food all the time. And people would just, you know, and people would be like going crazy. <laughs> and I would get, I got, I think I got some like, um, professional pictures taken and, and, and they, and they were like, and then my followers just started to jump up and, I was then I planned to have like a um, gumbo social mm-hmm. um, where and somebody stole my name too. Cause I made that name up. Like I seriously made that name gumbo up on social. the spot. Like, yeah. And then in and, and like two weeks and then there was a gumbo social happening yeah, two weeks, two weeks away Jeez. apart from mine. And I was like, I was like, Oh, come on, man. What? I'm like somebody's just really just stole my name. Like pretty, it's a pretty good <laughs> I'm name. Like, <laughs> I'm like I I I never heard because I just I came up with that on the top. Of, like I'm a rapper, so I was like, oh yeah, we don't call it Gumbo Social. Like I didn't know, I didn't like get that from a traditional right event. I made that up, right? So somebody stole the name. In order to get people to come to the Gumbo Social, what I did is I started to. I had a day where I gave out free gumbo. In, in my neighborhood, I set up at Safeway and I just gave mm-hmm. out free gumbo, to, right? And then, um, and then after that, the next day it was so it was so successful that um, I set up and I started and I sold gumbo in in uh, macaroni with a combination. Like I just sold it little little five. And I sold it for like five bucks. Yeah. Then I, then I went to actually sold it. Here's a, here's, it's out. Here's the ironic, how ironic it is. I went to the neighborhood I'm in now. <laughs> and then people in San Francisco were like, we need that. We need that. Like, where are you at? Where are you at? They were like asking where I was at. And, everything. <laughs> and so I decided, I was like, you know what? I got, I have so much, uh, many people right. asking me. I was like, you know what? Where are you at? I'm coming. I'm about to. I'm about to deliver. And I had I had seventy little small things left. I was like, I got seventy <laughs> left. Who wants them? And so this is all through Instagram. All through Instagram. I delivered some in Oakland, and then I delivered some in San Francisco, and I delivered them all within a couple hours. All seventy of them. Right. People were buying hell of them. It was crazy. Yeah. And then my my daughter told me. This is crazy. Like this is this is a universe. This is how this, I, I, I'm really spiritually connected. Like my daughter told me, my little she's six years old now. She was five then, or maybe she was four going on five. I don't know. She was actually four going on five. She, it was her month. She was about to turn five, and she told me, <laughs> "I don't want you to go to work." Right. And I was like, "Well, I have to go to work." And I was driving Uber at the time. I was like, "I have to go to work. I have to get money." And she like, she's like, "You don't have to go to work." And she pulled me, and, and I was like, "All right." I thought about it. You know, I'm not working for a boss. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to work. And my wife said, just walk out on faith. She's like, just walk out on faith. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, maybe, you know, we talked about deliveries. I don't know the exact story. And she said, maybe you could deliver some food or if I said something. But what happened is I got on the internet and I said, yo, I'm delivering my plates tomorrow. Who wants them? 
and then people started to order. It was a crazy experience because I was like, damn, I didn't know I was about to prep like this. It's crazy. I prepped. I delivered 50 orders. I made $800 in like four hours. That's fucking better than Uber, too. Yeah, I was like, this is looking way better than Uber. I was like, I'm done. So I never turned back. Now it seems so obvious. It's like, oh, there's a business here. People clearly want my shit. But then it took your daughter being like, don't go to work for you to realize how real it was. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's so crazy. It's crazy. So then uh, it's funny how you get the messages. Yeah. Where the messages come from, you know. <laughs> so then you so you had a car, obviously. Then did you like how did the whole like it's the mob thing start? So the, it's the mob thing was me. So talking to my boy, Evan, we were, we were talking about um, vegan mob. Right. First, we, I said veggie mob. It just didn't sound cool. Evan was like, I don't know if that sound right. And so we're sitting there and they were like, vegan mob. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ooh. And I just started going crazy. I was like, that's it. Because I already had mob. It had to be mob. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We're going to pull up and I'm going to be like, it's the mob. <laughs> and that's what when, I told him. I said, I'm going to have everybody saying that. Right. When you bring deliveries. Right. When I make deliveries, I was like, when I, and when I'm there, I'm like, yeah, we over here. It's the mob. <laughs> that's what, and he was like, and he, we were going crazy. And it was, it was funny. And then I just start saying it. It's the mob. And then so many people just yeah. start saying it. That was it. Like I knew that the slogan, that the catchy slogan was gonna catch on. And then the pull up on yeah. us, baby. Right? That was an accident. <laughs> I I was just like doing one of the videos and I was like, pull up on us, baby. And my 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 voice might have cracked. And I just really st- I started laughing. Like I was yeah. laughing. <laughs> And then, and then I was like, when I laugh at myself, you know something's there. I know it's there. I like it's oh, it's a genius move now. Like uh, anytime I laugh at myself, I know it's a rap. Like that's 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 what I do in music. If I'm if I'm saying some lyrics, and they and they sound so clever, and I I'll start laughing. Like I'm, if I laugh mm-hmm. at it, I'm like, oh shit, that's that's crazy. What did I? Do? I'm like, right. man, it's crazy. What did I just say? <laughs> like. If I laugh at it, yeah, I got something. And so, um, and my wife did not like pull up on this baby. <laughs> yeah. She thought it sounded corny. And I was like, I like, nah, 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 nah. This is the yeah. one right here. Trust me. And, and pull up on this baby almost stole the instant my spot. Like, it's like, it's like, it's like neck and neck. Well, I'll tell you from someone, I mean, I haven't been there. I haven't been able to travel, obviously. And, I, I knew uh-huh. the pull up honest baby better than I knew that it's the mob just from social. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy, yeah. right? It's because I think when you say the pull up honest baby, it, it you you you're a different character a little bit. You you do you play a little character. Right, right. That's all it is. I do. You're right. You got it on the nose. Cause I go yeah. into character with vegan mob. Like, you know, the characters are a part of me, but I, I go into a character like that you know, I go into like maybe like this this like uh I don't know what it is like old school seventies yeah, yeah. guy sell, sales pitch I don't know what it is you know I'm like pull up on this baby <laughs> like I don't know I don't know if it, I don't know if it's uh uh uh, uh Boosie yeah. Collins I don't know what it is, right when it comes out support for this show comes from Atlassian Atlassian software like Jira Confluence and Loom 
help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. On June 14th, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your team, Riley. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. A lot of restaurants take themselves too seriously to do something like that, but Mm -hmm. I feel like when Mm -hmm. you can have a fun kind of lyrical catchphrase that is like, I hate to say fun for everyone, but it is kind of like. What happened with me is I just turned on the camera. And once the camera turns on, I just start performing. <laughs> Can't help it. And uh, and I was having a, and I'm having yeah. a good time. Like, I, I'm happy. I'm living my dream. So that's that's the energy they're getting they're like, oh, this guy, you know, like, oh, right. it feels good. Like, I, I like this energy. It did. It happened like the universe is, is, is like I truly believe in like the law of attraction. And um, this is like I said, this is something that I've I was I've been passionate about all my life. Going back to the culinary academy, I always wanted to be a celebrity chef. You know, I'm a rapper, so I like obviously like performing. I obviously like the attention. You know what I mean? I like I like the claps. You know, and so um, it wouldn't be no other way for me. And I feel like vegan my and my personality being on social media yeah has turned me in to a celebrity chef and, and growing to be you know and um yeah so it, it's right. it's crazy how just like all my dreams are unfold like just coming true you were crushing with delivery people were starting to catch on to the to the to the brand you were looking at, you were looking around for for a truck but you actually ended up skipping that step and just opened a, a brick and mortar right yeah i once i went to delivery I would do three deliveries a week and then two okay. pop-ups a week. So I would make, I would, I would give myself a full schedule yeah. and making real money, right? Yeah. I was making real money. Like the pop-ups I was doing like for a pop-up, it was, really, you know, just for being known, just for just coming yeah. out the gate. I was doing like $2,000 within in three hours. <laughs> yeah. My friend wanted to sell me, he was going to sell me his food truck, but he couldn't sell me the food truck because the people that were going to sell him his new food truck yeah. were trying to rip him off. And so he was like, man, I'm not buying that 
He was like, I'm sorry, I can't sell it. He was going to end up getting this spot where I'm at. And he just felt like it belonged to it's me. It's a huge, it's a former quick way, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's got these huge giant beams and you've painted neon green vegan mob all over it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the physical location has become part of the brand now? Definitely. Yeah. I think it helped create the brand. My friend was like, oh, they're going to see you have something. Right. They're going to be like, oh, man, he got a restaurant. Right. You know, I was like, man, this is about to make me look bigger than life. Mm-hmm. I feel like the business has them near like a persona. <laughs> like it has a, you know, because it's me. Because uh, because Vegan Mob is pickup only. Mm-hmm. You guys were pretty well set up for COVID, fortunately, unfortunately. What was it like when everything hit? You never shut, right? We never shut. But it was like, okay, the first day was like, I felt like it was terrible. And so then, so I ended up cutting the hours to being like only open for a few hours. Then I saw sales start to pick up. And then I just said, forget it. We opened up and I started to like think of things, delivery. Um, We did delivery. We did little family packs. Mm -hmm. The deliveries were just too (laughs) out of hand. And I was doing it because I was trying to help out people who were in their houses. And I was, and I was trying to find another avenue to, uh, produce income and then i just said you know what i just said forget it and then after that i guess the people who couldn't get the deliveries was just saying oh we'll just go come get food then and so then the sales started to jump Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. up higher than what they were normally (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we were already busy yeah and so then started to get busier and busier and so um yeah we never really had an issue like I've heard it's kind of a, a socially a safe social distance party outside vegan mob right now. Right, right. That's what it, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I tried to put the chairs out, but we're so busy that you know we need somebody to come in and wipe them down. Yeah. And so I decided to put them back in until we get more staff, so I can have somebody to do that. And how? And and how was it when the protests started? Yeah, it felt it felt even better. Like I started to I spent I dedicated like one day I didn't even post nothing about vegan mob. I just posted about like the protests, about like Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. and I felt like, you know, I might get a decline in sales or something. It's a business page, but I I didn't care. I was like, I got to put myself first. I got to put my people first. So I I did that. And then business jumped even more. (laughs) It was crazy. (laughs) It was like, like, I can't do nothing wrong. But the thing, the moral of the story is, is when you're authentic, when you're being real, and you're doing the right thing, you're going to get the response at first on my page, I was more, I was trying to make it like more of a food page professional. And then once I, like I said, once I turned the camera on, I couldn't, I just gave up. Yeah. You know? And I was like, you know what? Forget this. And that's what brought my crowd in. Yeah. Me being me. And so it's just a message just keeps reminding me to be me. Do you forget sometimes? And like, do you, because like as it grows bigger and bigger, I'm sure that you feel a little bit more pressure to do like the right thing on the Instagram and not just to fuck around. No, well, what happens is I'm just getting more busy. And so I'm not posting the videos like I usually do. Mm-hmm. 
um, because I'm just not as I'm just busy. Like I don't I don't have time to to goof like I used to do. And I actually want to find more of those. I want to find more yeah. time to do that. You know, but um, now it's like you got to put it on the calendar, screw around for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um. Wow. Once everything delivery was really coming together and you were starting to find look out for investors to to help you build the first space or the first truck. uh, Were landlords and lenders receptive or were they was it difficult? In the beginning, it was it was it was difficult. It was difficult to convince the people at the building, basically. Like like the loan companies were a little bit more were more easily mm-hmm. persuaded. Actually, one company tried to tell me they, I think they wanted the money back because I didn't do the truck. And they, and they, and they um, <clears throat> were like, oh, well, nah, um, you know, lease agreements are tough and da da da. And, and I was really trying to explain to them, like, you don't understand, like, I'm not the average mm-hmm. startup. Like, if you pay attention to social media, that, this is this is going to be huge, but I couldn't explain to them. It was it was hard for me to explain to them. Right, and and then with the with the with the um, owners of the building, it was even more harder, more difficult because they they're older and they're not into like social mm-hmm. media and they don't really know. All they know is that I'm a new business, and so they're like, "What? I mean, what are you? How are you gonna do this?" You know, and so um, it was it, that that was where it was difficult. And um, now, yeah, when I go, when I'm going to spots, it's like, <laughs> what can we do for you? Um, yeah, you know, you know, this spot we can we can help you out. We can we can make sure this spot is good. We re- the, the owner really loves vegan mob. Like it's like, <laughs> oh shit. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, you walk, you walk in, and the old bankers are like, "It's the mob." <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Yeah," they're like, tripping out. And so like, and so like, uh, I'm, I'm about to, I'm making an offer right now, actually on Fillmore Street mm-hmm. in San Francisco. I don't think I would have any problems with getting in now to the places. Like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, because of what's going on, and because of the popularity, and and because nobody. Just looking to give an offer on buildings right now, so it's it's just it's just a whole different ball game. It's a good time, truly a blessing. It's a great time, yeah. It's a great time. So, uh, what, so what do you think Vegan Mob is in like you know a few years? Say, how many do you want? Two or three restaurants, or do you want like a lot? Vegan Mob in two to three years. Shoot, I see. I see RDC two, two in the next few months. Mm-hmm. I see three in the next year and a half. Um, my thing is like I do want to spread around the country, like maybe the big cities, you know, Atlanta, New yeah. York, Vegas. I want to be in the big areas. I want to. I want to be. I don't know if I want to make it McDonald's, but I want to make it. I want it to be huge, and. I wanted to be desirable. Yeah. And so that 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 means have a lot but not 
not flood. You, you mentioned that you're getting back, you're doing a little bit more music now. A lot of these articles, all this press that's coming out about you refers to you as a uh, former a former rapper. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Uh, personally, this is this has got me, this is what makes me, this is what's motivated me to do some more music. Because <laughs> I never stopped rapping. Yeah. And so, I'm like, I gotta show them that I'm not no former, I still rap, you know? <laughs> I'm still dope. You know what I mean? So just because you're a fucking restaurateur now. Yeah, yeah. They need. They got. I gotta show them what's up. So <laughs> <laughs> I gotta show them what's up, man. The rappers. The rappers still respect me, mm-hmm. and so I still have fans that want me to put out albums. Though some of those titles are about to change in a minute. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So give me your. So give me your timeline. Um, San Francisco opening up. Hopefully, uh, six to eight months. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to move. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you like this. I got the keys in August, mid-August uh, for this building, and I was open October 6th. <laughs> yeah. So I move I move pretty fast. But I, I think that's an important thing right now with everything that's going on. It's so important to be flexible. So I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't know any other way to move. I don't even know any other way to work. Yeah. I like to get. I like to see it. I like to. I like to get it done. I like it to. I like to be up. I like it to be operating. I feel like the people want it. I like. To, I want to give it to the people. And what's uh okay? And what is the good first order at uh, a vegan mob for someone who hasn't been? My plate. You get a. You get a. Um, you get a protein. And you get three sides. It's usually the the go to side would be the the go to protein would be the brisket. Which is what? Um. That which is um. Which is um, a product f- that I get from my guy, um, Chef Chu. It's called Better mm-hmm. Chu. Yeah. Right. Um, he actually owns a restaurant called Vetchup, and um, it's it's his steak. But what we do is I season it up like like mm-hmm. like how, like I would do ribs with a rub on it. I do actual rub, and then I smoke it. Wow. And then um, and then we put it. Then we hit it with the mob sauce, and you will think you're eating barbecue. I mean, you are you eating, are eating barbecue. barbecue. All right, Toriano Gordon, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate having you on. All right, fam. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate you, no family. Problem. I'll be out there soon. All right, have a good one, bro. Hey, make sure, make sure when you come out here and you pull up on this, baby. Hit me up, man. I, I come down and reach you down at the spot. All right, I will. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to Eater's Digest. Again, my name is Daniel Janine. Uh, that was Toriano Gordon. Please follow him at Official Vegan Mob on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Please send the episode to a friend if you loved it. Throw us some stars and check us out next week. I'm not sure what we've got, but I'm sure it will be good content.